My name is Richard Daniels. 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 And I am the archivist for the Occultaria of Albion. The Occultaria of Albion is a publication dedicated to exploring some of the strangest and most bizarre locations across the country where hauntings, curses, cryptids and more have all been reported. I am now custodian of its archive and am gradually exploring many of the lost files in order to re-release them. You can find the case files which are now available at occultariaofalbion.com The Occultaria of Albion can also be found on YouTube and as a podcast. Go deeper and join the fan club for exclusive content. Go to patreon.com forward slash occultaria. Remain vigilant and remember, the wolves of weird are loose. Ask anybody to name a famous cryptid, an animal whose existence is unsubstantiated or disputed by the zoological community, and you might get answers like Bigfoot, the Loch Ness Monster, or even the Thackford Beast. Perhaps, after the revelations in this audio file, there will be another creature which can be added to the list. The Green Demon. It began with the delivery of a package. In amongst the usual bills, complaints and takeaway menus was a parcel which had clearly been sealed very carefully. I was excited at first as I thought it was the new UFO sky scanner I'd ordered, but it wasn't. It turned out to be something far more earthbound. There was a cassette tape and a polythene bag containing a hair sample. Well, what looked like a hair sample. That was all. No letter, no return address. The only instruction was written on a post-it note stuck to the cassette. It was the single word, listen. So, I listened. This is what was on that tape. My name is not Gary Knott. I have information that I believe you'll find very interesting. What's contained upon this cassette is the sort of thing that normal people have no idea how to deal with. That's why I'm sending it to you. I've listened to your podcast. I know you'll be able to use this as evidence and investigate it. Let me explain. Look, I'm a security guard at Big Bob's Caravan Storage. There's about half a dozen Big Bobs up and down the country where caravanners can store their van over winter and whatever. I've given you the grid reference for the one I work at. I work nights. I've done for the last five or six years at Bob's. I do regular patrols of the perimeter, you see, and there's these woods that run right up to the edge of the storage site. That's where I first saw it. The cryptid, the, the demon, whatever it is. I didn't believe it at first, but a week or two later I saw it again. I tell you, it's tall. It's maybe eight feet. Stands on two legs. It's covered in green fur. Green, shaggy fur. One time I found some of its hair snagged on a bit of fencing, so I took it off and that's what I've sent you. You know, so you can analyse it or whatever. I've seen it a few times over the last few years. Junk that got stacked up at the edge of the site. One time it looked right at me. I almost bloody shat myself. It, it sort of stared right at me for a moment and then ran off. Bloody thing is quick and powerful, I can tell you that much. I've also included an audio recording of what I made. I heard it in the trees, howling and moaning. It had to be the green demon. That's what I call it. I, I mean, it, it couldn't be anything else. Look, you've got to believe me. I've never told anyone about this. Never. I'm retiring, you see. Me and the wife are moving abroad. So I reckon it's about time I did something. 
I've heard your podcast and read some of your case files and I've decided you're the bloke to send everything to. This tape, the hair, the directions to Big Bob's. Do what you want with it, but just remember, I'm telling you the truth. There's something in them woods. Don't try to find me or contact me. I don't want no publicity. That's it. What follows is the noise of the demon. I examined the bag containing the fur. It was green all right, green like the leaf of an oak tree, but here and there were strands that were bright like piccalilli. It was most unusual. And the smell, my God. It smelt the way I imagine a rotted corpse would smell if it had been dug up and used as a litter tray for cats. I thought about everything that Gary Knott had said. He sounded sincere and there was definitely something strange about the hair sample. I knew I had to investigate this mysterious creature at Big Bob's caravan storage and find out exactly what was going on. The first thing I did was to divide the hair sample and send it out to two experts I know. A few days later, I heard back from the first, Dr. Morag Bishop, lecturer in biology at Linsedge University. So, Dr. Bishop. Morag, please. Morag. Okay. Morag, first of all, let me say, I really appreciate you coming back to me so quickly. I know you're busy, so it's really good of you. Not a problem at all. When a parcel of green fur arrives in the post from my favourite occultist, I'm never too busy, Richard. Makes a change from the usual faecal samples, anyway. So you're, uh, you're still researching those badger droppings, then? Absolutely. I'm up to my... Elbows, in it. My third year of research. Fascinating stuff, I can tell you. But you don't want to hear all about my research. No. You want me to tell you what sort of creature has green fur. So it's definitely a creature, then? I mean, mm. an actual animal? What? Did you think it might be from a fancy dress costume? Well, you never know. One time somebody sent me a photo of a bat and then they managed to glue a tiny little pair of antlers onto it. They claimed that they'd found a new species. <laughs> well, now I always expect these things to have DNA from Fisher-Price. Mm, well, I can confirm it came from a real animal and not a toy shop. Wow. Wow, indeed. It's not a fake, that much I am certain of, but I can't tell you exactly what it is. I'd need to run some more tests. The DNA appears to be closer to a fungi than an animal, but there's all sorts of weird stuff going on at the microscopic level. I'm going to need another sample to explore it further and confirm things. Wow. You're going to need to get some more hair. Yeah, I think I am. It was a week later when I heard from the second expert ex-Boeing engineer and founder of the Paranormal and Alien Investigation Network, or PAIN, based in Idaho, USA, Mr. Gibson McKenna. Hello? Hi, Gibson. It's Richard from the Occultaria of Albion. Hey, Richie, buddy. I was just about to give you a call. So what time is it over in England? Um, oh, it's just after 11. Great. I wanted to talk about this damn fur you sent me. Yeah, that, that's why I'm calling. Say, did you receive the UFO sky scanner I posted yet? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it came yesterday. It looks great. That's only the third one in existence. Made it using pinball machine parts this time. It's the best yet. That thing will start beeping and flashing as soon as any kind of UFO comes in range. That's great. I just need to find some double A's for it and I'll get it set up. Sure, sure. Now are you going to tell me where you got this fur from? Yeah, it's just like I said in my letter. 
You mean that motorhome place? Yeah, that's it. And you ain't kidding me. It's genuine, isn't it? I got the paying cryptozoology expert to have a look at it. A fellow by the name of Chuck Coleman. You know, he was one of the guys who investigated the footage of that Bigfoot up in Minnesota. The one where the damn thing lifted a Buick off the ground. Wow. You bet. Chuck's the man to go to, and Chuck says this fur's the real thing. In fact, he says it's the weirdest damn fur he's ever seen. You know that the fur, when you throw it on the floor, always orients itself in the same damn direction. Every time. No, I didn't know that. So what does it mean? What does it mean? It means there are more things in heaven and earth, Richie boy, than I dreamt of in your philosophy. Chuck thinks it might be displaying some sort of biological electromagnetic synchronization. You mean the fur is like a magnet? I mean the fur is affected by the electromagnetic fields all around us, or something. Only it don't point north. Well, that's weird, isn't it? You bet it's weird. Chuck, check the direction. It's roughly east. I did a bit of checking. Seems to correspond with the position of Sirius. You know, the dog star. The Egyptians had a thing about the dog star and the flooding of the Nile each year. Well, I think I need to go and find this green demon. I think you do too. I think you need to be careful. My guess is it doesn't want to be found. Thanks, Gibson. Sure thing. Adios, amigo. Yeah, cheers. I knew that Gibson was right. This wasn't a situation I should just walk into without a little more investigation. I felt sure that Gary Knott couldn't be the only person to have encountered the cryptid. Surrounding the caravan storage site was extensive woodland, and even though it was private, I knew people would have explored the area. If this cryptid was real, others would have seen it. So, after further research, I found a lady who was open to speaking about her experience of the Green Demon. Her name was Sabrina O'Sullivan, and she ran a crystal healing and yoga centre around 20 miles from the location of Big Bob's caravan storage. This is our conversation. Look, Mr... Daniels, but please call me Richard. Richard, you must understand, whatever I can tell you about this phenomenon, it isn't going to mean anything unless you're open to exploring your energy flow. I'm talking about Tantra, Richard, your chakras. Have you? Have I? Explored your chakras, opened them, felt them. Well, I did have a slipped disc a few years ago, which was awful. I tried yoga for a while. My physio recommended it. I run yoga-based detox retreats. Perhaps you should sign up. There are spaces available for next month. Really? I I just want to hear a little bit about your experience with the creature in the woods. You see, you are calling it a creature. The very word is colonial and filled with such negativity. No, it is no creature. Please, just tell me what you've experienced and what you think it is. It is a manifestation, Richard. I speak tantrically, of course. That creature, as you call it, is an energy, a spiritus mundi. It's the Earth's soul, hence its green aura. You mean it's green fur? I mean its aura is green, its being is green. Green relates to the heart chakra, of course. It is love, it is compassion, it is forgiveness. That creature, Richard, is nature. It wants to heal the toxic relationship with us. I speak on the level of species, not as a human who menstruates, of course. Of course. And did the being tell you this? Did it communicate with you? I was in the woods meditating, drawing energy from the earth, when it stepped into the clearing and stood staring. We looked at each other. It it was but a moment, but it was also an eternity. That being had a message for humanity, and it spoke the message to me. It spoke to you? I'm speaking telepathically. I heard its voice cry out in my mind. The earth wants to heal, Richard. That is what it told me. I implore you to let the creature be. Let it return to the earth when it is ready. I promise I'm not going to hurt it in any way. 
And I really do recommend you come to one of our retreats. It would be great for you, and I can give you a discount on all our products. Thank you for your time. Well, I've decided to go and find the Green Demon. It's a little after midnight, and I've driven to the location that Gary Knott gave me. Uh, in fact, I've just pulled off the road and I'm on a dirt track which runs next to the woods where the cryptid was spotted. Uh, so what have I got with me? Um, right, well, I've got a flask, uh, my notebook. I've also brought that UFO sky scanner. Uh, Gibson recommends that you carry it with you at all times. So it's in the bag along with a torch and a couple of sandwiches, um, cheese and pickle. Right, so I'm all set, uh, basically. I'm going to go into the woods and I'm just going to wander about for a bit. If I need to, I'll, I'll just come back to the car and, and warm up and then I'll go out again. I don't know, I reckon, I reckon I'll give it till about 5 or 6 a.m. We'll see what happens and then I'll just have to come back another day. Um, this could be a long process, but I suppose that's just the nature of uh, cryptid hunting. <sighs> bit nervous, but yeah, there you go. I'll, uh, I'll check in later. Okay, so this is it then. Right. now almost 2.30 a.m. Uh, I've gone round in a bit of a loop. Um, I'm just back at the car. I'm, I'm going to warm up, uh, have a bite to eat, uh, and then I'm going to probably go out again for a couple more hours. I thought I saw something at one point, but no, it just turned out to be a funny-shaped log. Anyway. Okay, it's it's there. It's there, the beast. It, it's actually about 20 metres in front of me. It, it just stepped out from the trees. I, I don't know. I don't know if it knows my car is here or not. Perhaps its eyesight isn't very good. Uh, it's about eight or nine feet tall, and its its fur is clearly green. It's it's almost luminescent. It it appears to just be standing on the track. Uh, I can't really see in any clear detail, but its face seems to have the characteristics of an ape-like creature, and its eyes are like two black orbs. Oh, shit, shit! What the, what the hell is that shit? The UFO scanner, it's beeping. Oh, fuck's sake. I think the beast has heard me now. Oh, how do you turn that off? Oh my god, the car's just started by itself. Fucking hell, the lights are on the dashboard, it's going crazy. Oh, Jesus, there's something in the sky. Oh my god, it, it's a UFO. Oh, it's an actual saucer-shaped object and, and it's just appeared in the sky about 50 metres from the ground. Oh my god! Oh, the beast is still there and it's looking up at the craft. Oh, it's waving, the beast is waving up at the spaceship. Oh god, I need to get out of here, I need to get out of here! You're through to the offices of the Occultaria of Albion. We take the normal out of paranormal. Oh, no, that still needs work, doesn't it? Um, just leave your message after the beep and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Hi Richard, it's Morag from the university. I know it's late, but I thought I should call you. I ran a few more tests on the sample you gave me and look, I don't think it's an animal. What I mean is, I don't think it's an animal that's native to, well, this planet. 
The DNA is radically different. It's almost like it's some sort of alien life form. It must be. Look, when you get this message, please call me and please don't go chasing after this creature. Not yet. We need to investigate more. It could be dangerous. Blimey, it's enough to give you bad dreams in the night. Okay, just be careful. Bye. In this episode, Gary Knott was played by James King, Dr. Morag Bishop, Melody Clark, Gibson McKenna, Joe Hayden, Sabrina O'Sullivan, Robin Clark, and the Green Demon as himself.